Hello, everybody, and welcome to this special edition of Blah Blah Podcast, where we're going to be giving you our predictions for the 90th edition of the Oscars. I'm Dan Katz. I'm not normally your host for any of these kind of shows, but uh, with me, as usual for this podcast, is Sean Smith. Hello. And then my cousin and great friend of the show, Eric Wacker, is also here to give us some input on this year's Oscars. Howdy. But uh, I guess as reigning defending champion for picking last year Arguably. by winning by one by one point, we're not sure. Uh, I was uh, <laughs> I was told I was supposed to be in charge of this. So there's some controversy. We'll, we'll see how this goes. Did Probably you hear about those allegations well. against you? We're gonna have to redo this podcast with Christopher Plummer. Is my time yeah. up already? <laughs> Listen, Christopher Plummer's ninety, right? He would be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's right soon, in, right just, there. Just, just fit right in, guys. All right, so uh, you have a rundown on what, what order we're doing these in, Sean? Because I guess yeah. your ballot over there. Uh, just like last year, we're going to be doing this. Uh, each category, we're admitting a few of them, like the shorts and the, and the documentaries and all that, because who, who really cares? Let's be honest. That's, who cares? It's an opportunity for someone to lose points or for someone to win because they picked lucky. <laughs> You want to give us your picks for the shorts? It's it's. Up I don't to want you. them to count. I don't want them to count, so I I don't want to say them because when I found out that they weren't being counted and then they count against me if I gave them, <laughs> kind of seems like it's unfair. Well, life's not fair. Anyway, uh, let's. Uh, so, so basically, the way it's going to work is we're going to go through each category, and then we're going to be giving our predictions as well as uh, who we think should win. So basically, who will win? Who should win? Um, so why don't we get started? I have, uh, the bout that I have, it's not in the Academy order, so, uh, I'll try to do it the best that I can, um, because I'm sure we're all using different ballots, but the first one that we have up here is, uh, production design, and, uh, our nominees are Beauty and the Beast, uh, Blade Runner 2049, The Darkest... I completely Be- forgot the Beauty and the Beast even came out this year. Yeah, it was an was, early uh, one. Was, yeah, it was an early one. Uh, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, and The Shape of Water. Uh, Dan, why don't you start us off here? Who do you think will win and who should win? Uh, I'm pretty sure that Shape of Water is winning this one. And... I mean, it's kind of them or Blade Runner, I feel like, should probably win this one. Because they're both, I think, really good design wise as far as sets and you know that the ambiance of the movies but i think shape of water probably wins this one handily eric what do you think yeah no i think uh i think this is definitely shape of water's category i think it's probably going to take a lot of the technical awards as to what should win i mean i think shape of water is very worthy but blade runner is also uh just as worthy so i'd be happy if either of those won well, this is going to be kind of boring because those are my thoughts exactly. Uh, <laughs> Shape of Water uh, is going to win. Uh, I think part of it's also the fact that it is nominated for so many uh, Oscars that inevitably it will win uh, at least a few, if not a bunch. And uh, as far as who should win, I would also go with Blade Runner. Um, you know, also not not just uh, creating the futuristic world, but also. Uh, the fact that they had to work off of the, uh, the old movie, um, and all that, uh, shape of water is good and everything. They really built upon the universe. Yeah. Just like 
making a new movie or anything like that. It felt like it belonged. It's it's the one movie on here that's not. Um, actually, no, I shouldn't say that. That's that would be an incorrect statement. Uh, as far as Shape of Water goes, it's like it's it's I don't know. It's mostly just like making scientific tank areas and i don't know like it, it they did have some of the 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 you know i mean i think it's the period angle yeah. they went for that 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 yeah. period of the 60s it's, in baltimore and everything so it's that but like you know you got to think about it's a guillermo del toro movie so everything is selected specifically and everything has a purpose and everything is coordinated and so you know there's nothing that's accidental there and so whether it looks pretty natural but it's all highly designed, which is why I think it's being recognized. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, all right. Well, that's uh, production design. Why don't we go over to the next one, which on uh, my thing is visual effects. Um, we have nominated Blade Runner 2049, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Kong Skull Island, Star Wars The Last Jedi, and War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, Eric, why don't you start us off with this one? So, uh, usually with the VFX category, in addition to the makeup, I feel like the Academy always picks the worst choice. <laughs> so, in that vein, I think Kong Skull Island is going to win. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. It's a fine movie with, you know, the special effects are serviceable, but they're not good. But for some reason, it's going to win. But what should win, and I know it won't win, is War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, because I mean that movie is just incredible to look at as far as the apes go. Um, I'm actually uh, going to disagree. I think that uh, my prediction is going to be War for the Planet of the Apes. I think that uh, it's kind of like, not to say it's like Lord of the Rings, but some of what happened with Return of the King was, and not that it's not, it wasn't deserving or anything, but a lot of it was. This is the third of the trilogy. We want to give it its due. It's been however many years uh, we've had the three movies. And to me, this is like the one award because everyone always talks about how uh, how good the effects are in all the, the, the new Planet of the Apes movies and the team and everything. Like, I'm, I'm sure they probably want to give them the award finally because they've never won for any of their movies. Which um, is crazy because they should well, have won it, for both isn't of them. Isn't it Weta who technically did win back then for yeah, Return of the King, right? I think so, yeah. Um, so I think that, uh, they're probably going to give it to them, uh, specifically. And also the Academy, when it comes to visual effects, a lot of the times, uh, the, the movie that wins isn't necessarily, for example, the Marvel movies don't really win because it's like, it, it's, it's more, I, I feel like the Marvel movies don't win a lot of it is because they try to ground things so much in majority of them. So they don't really do anything like, well, my, my point is, crazy is that, like, it, they're not, the effects aren't realistic, not saying that they don't look good, but they're not like real. Like, for example, I think it was a couple years ago, life of pie won for visual effects. And it was mainly because of the animals. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a movie with actual real things has a better chance of winning than say, something that has a CGI space monster or something like that. So I think that for that reason alone, War for Planet Apes definitely has an advantage over most of these. As far as who I would give it to, I would give it again to Blade Runner 2049 because (laughs) nothing has nothing to do with the movie itself, but that, uh, spoiler alert, uh, de-aging effect 
uh, is probably yeah, that, that is probably one of the best the best that there's been that technology. Yeah. Although I will I don't say, know. I think I the think beginning the of Ant Man is still really good. Yeah, that's really good. But even Kurt Russell in Guardians, and I do not believe that that was only makeup. I think that's bullshit. But there was still uh, a lot of Uncanny Valley with that, though. Whereas, spoiler, Sean Young uh, looks exactly like she did back in '82. I don't. I mean, I it was it's uh, it's a very well done effect, but I don't think it was that seamless to me, at least. But I've only seen the movie once, so. Uh, you would. I've seen it six times. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I also was going to be picking uh, War for the Planet of the Apes because this franchise lost to Hugo and Interstellar already, as far as visual effects go. I could maybe understand Interstellar, but Hugo. Mm. I mean, even though Rise was probably obviously the weakest of the effects because it's the yeah. earliest one. I still think Rise had pretty good-looking apes for what it was, and, and they've just improved on it at this point. And War is amazing. Like I don't care that the movie is about CGI characters more than about the humans. So I think this one deserves to win. If anything else is going to win, I'd also say Blade Runner because you know the de-aging effect and all the the cool CGI trickery they did with like visual effects of uh, was it uh, Joy. Oh yeah. Uh, well, actually, oh, um, the, I mean, I know they use real. They use trick photography. For yeah, a lot, of that, uh, a lot of that was the. I think the specific scene that you're thinking of is the three-way scene, which was actually done entirely practical. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if that technically counts as visual effects, but uh. But yeah. Um. Also with Blade Runner, it's like a lot of the effects in the movie are more so just adding depth to the shots as opposed to just creating things out of nowhere. Yeah, they they were putting. All yeah. the, the backgrounds and everything in. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there's probably even more CGI in War for the Planet of the Apes than we're even giving it credit for, because I have a feeling it's not just the apes that are CG on the screen at any time. It's probably lots of backgrounds and all kinds of other stuff and extras and Yeah, could be. I mean crazy yeah. amount of stuff on screen at once. I, I mean think about how many apes there are on screen yeah. alone. Even but, even though they have uh previs for, for pretty much everything that's on here. Um, the, uh, I think it still takes them like two years just to render one character in that movie. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's, Hey, they, they definitely deserve it. I'm not going to say that they don't deserve it. Um, but I think that they're finally going to just give them the award after a while. I hope you're right. Uh, let's go. I I have no faith in the Academy. (laughs) I could tell you something that's probably not winning next year. What, what's that? Black Panther. Oh, because as good as the movie was, I think that might have had some of the dodgiest CGI I've seen in a Marvel movie. Yeah. Uh, well, also, it's going to have to contend with Infinity War for the VFX category. So, oh, yeah. you know. Did you guys even, like the even end- Ant-Man, too? So. Yeah. Well, we don't Did know you guys like the ending there. when you saw Spider-Man and Venom fighting while falling through? I mean, Black what? Panther. Oh, and <laughs> Jack, what? what? It's more of a Venom same- movie than Venom. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So All right. Uh, the next one we have is film editing. Uh, the nominees are Baby Driver, Dunkirk, I, Tanya, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I'm going to start off with this one. Um, my choice for who will win and who should win are the same, and that is Baby Driver. Um, it's pretty rare. Uh, most of the time, Edgar Wright movies don't get nominated for Oscars for almost anything. Um, and, but I, I would say the editing in, uh, 
Baby Driver is one of the best examples of editing to music, especially. Um, say what you want about the movie. I, th- I think the movie is just okay, but, uh, but the standout is the editing. There's certain points where people are shooting guns that are synced to the soundtrack. And uh, the cuts are, are... And the fact that they were editing it on location uh, at the same time while they were shooting it is just insane. Not to say that these other movies don't have good editing. I think Dunkirk maybe shouldn't be in there. But uh, the other ones, they're fine. But Baby Driver just kind of stands out on its own. And I, I think that they will eventually recognize that in the same way that it seems like they keep recognizing Fincher's editors. I think that it's... Um, it's pretty much a guarantee that they're probably going to win. It's funny that you say that because uh, I think Dunkirk's winning this one, even though Baby Driver should win. So, yeah, I'm really... actually I'm going to go with Dan on this and say that Dunkirk's going to take it. Um, and I think Dunkirk is deserving, though I would definitely give it to Baby Driver if I could, because uh... anytime an Edgar Wright movie is out it's automatically the best edited film that yeah. year. You, you really think Dunkirk deserves it? Cause there's some there to me, there's some shoddy editing in Dunkirk. I, I thought it was great. I thought the movie's great. I, it's a really good movie, but there is some shoddy editing to me, especially uh, when you get towards the latter part of the movie where they're kind of overlapping scenes and you're just like, Oh, I, I guess we're going to that now. It's kind of disorienting. Return I think the, the whole, <laughs> I think the whole, like, uh, structural conceit of the movie is all down to the editing you know that kind of nesting doll structure doesn't even work without the editing and i think it's pulled off very well um yeah i i I never had a problem with the editing i and i think it does a great job of kind of ratcheting up the tension and building it and releasing it in the right spots Yeah, I don't know. Um, I still think that they're they're going to give it to, to Baby Driver. I, I think Dunkirk, and we might be going uh, into that a little later, but I think Dunkirk's going to win a couple other things, um, but maybe not so much editing. Let's go to uh, the next one on the list here. We have uh, Cinematography. Uh, nominees are Blade Runner 2049, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Mudbound, and The Shape of Water. Uh, Dan, what, what what's going to happen? I'm just gonna go with uh, my 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 heart, probably not my head on this one. But uh, a person that I want to win and should win are the same. I think it's probably pretty easy to figure out. It's probably Roger Deakins from Blade Runner 2049. I know that he never wins, but I'm still gonna go for it anyway. This uh, is his 13th nomination, so it doesn't you know that doesn't bode well. No. I mean, considering he got nominated twice in one year, which, I mean, I guess that might have hurt him more than anything else because it split the vote. I don't know. And those uh, were two his best-looking movies, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think Skyfall is the one that he really got robbed oh, yeah. on. But, uh, Fucking Life of Pi. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> Christ. Doesn't make um, any sense. I guess if it was going to be anybody else, it, I'd probably say Shape of Water. But... I, I want Deacons to win, and I think he should win, and that's my pick. All right, Eric, what, what what's what's gonna happen? Uh, I think uh, I think Shape of Water definitely has it. 
Um, Shape of Water is a very well shot film. I don't think anyone would say differently. It has a very rich look like all of Del Toro's movies do, although I don't think it deserves the award. There's an argument for Blade Runner. It's obviously hyper beautiful in every frame as a painting. I am also very, very partial to Dunkirk. Um, I think uh, it's a great looking film and the aerial photography in particular, I think is just really outstanding. Um, yeah, they crashed but, an IMAX yeah. camera. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. You know, only very, very deserving because he's been looked over a few times now too, I think. Yeah. Not as much as Deacon's obviously, but, right. um, but yeah, it's going to be shape of water. I think we all know it in our hearts. No, that's uh, what, not in our hearts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we know that we'll be betrayed in by our heads. In our yeah, heads. In our heads. There you go. Um, did you say who should win? Uh, who? It's for me. It would be either Blade Runner or Dunkirk. Okay. Um, I, I'm kind of along the same lines. I think that obviously Blade Runner should win. Um. I think that we're just going to be con- continuously cock teased, and uh, he—they're not going to give the Deacons, and it's going to be the shape of water, because you know it's more impressive to shoot a movie that looks like it's underwater when it's really not than it is to do what he did in Blade Runner. So, um, so I'm going to go shape of water on this one, unfortunately. Although hey, I what will if say, we're all pleasantly surprised. You never know. I, I will say uh, yeah, this, the, this could be the this could be the clutch point for me since I'm, yeah. I'm differing from everybody. I'll, I'll I'll take that if it means that he gets an Oscar. Um, I will say though, uh, Deacons did win the ASC. Now he has won that before, and he's never won yeah. an Oscar. He's won the ASC like four times, I think. Um, so we'll see. But uh, he did win this year, so. I, I'd be happy with with uh, Dunkirk winning just because that would mean that the guy who is the DP on friggin' Let the Right One In and Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy has an Oscar. Yeah, but he. Yeah. I I think if he continuously works with Nolan, which there's a good chance he will be, because he won't. <laughs> Wally Fister is just MIA right now. Yeah. Uh, whatever happened to him? Yeah. What happened to that guy? Uh, he made it's that like really that, terrible Johnny that Johnny Depp movie. movie yeah. And he just disappeared. Doesn't mean he can't keep doing DP work. I I don't know, but uh, I guess no. He leveled up, so he can't he can't go back down now. So oh, he's just, okay. He's in he's in director jail. But uh, uh, I'm sure more Nolan movies will be nominated for cinematography. So I I think that he will continue to work with him. So I think he he'll, he'll have more options than. Uh, yeah. Or he could just become the new future Deacons. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows. Um, let's go to the next one. We have, uh, the screenplay awards. Let's start with adapted screenplay. Uh, we have a nominated call me by your name, the disaster artist, Logan, Molly's game and Mudbound. Uh, Eric, start us off. Who's, who's winning? Uh, you know, I don't have a real strong feeling about this. Uh, I think call me by your name is probably might win. It seems like maybe the only award it's going to win this year. And I think it's going to, win something um what i think should win i don't i'm not even sure i i would love to see logan win because i really like that movie and i think it would be cool to see a a superhero movie win a a screenplay oscar but uh call me by your name is going to take it 
Uh, yeah, to me, this is actually one of the easier categories. Uh, I do think Call Me By Your Name will win. Uh, and, and also it will be the only win that they get. Um, as far as who should win, definitely not Molly's game. We know, we all know that. <laughs> uh, I actually didn't see Mudbound, so I can't comment. Uh, but part of me would like to see the disaster artist win just because you know that they're going to bring Tommy on stage and they won't take the mic away from him, uh, like James Franco did. They'll just play him off passive aggressively. <laughs> Maybe. Or they'll throw uh, some spoons at him. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but my official pick for who should win it w- will be Logan. Um, uh, Dan. Yeah, uh, I'm basically in complete agreements. Uh, we got Call Me By Your Name winning. Uh, I think the fact that Logan is so good and it's like a, a mashup of so many different Logan stories and still come out as like a really solid piece of writing that came across well on screen is just crazy because most of the time when they have that many things trying to get smashed up in the one it doesn't turn out that well but because everyone going is like oh it's gonna be the old man logan movie and really it's nothing like old man logan like other than the fact that he's old and then people are like oh it's gonna have the reavers it's like eh, that's just kind of part of it like everything like fits in that movie and then even the x23 origin which is completely different still works so I, I feel like that one should win because it'd be really cool to show that like you know things are changing but it won't and call me by your name's winning so yeah to me logan is like the best superhero movie ever so just on those grounds alone in that very huge wide field the fact that it can be like a poetic really emotionally resonant film is pretty incredible and it definitely deserves it but it's not going to win i mean let's it should have been nominated for best picture uh yeah yeah and there's room for it you're telling me it's better. It's it's not as good as the fucking post, yeah. Or uh, or um, Phantom Thread. It's better than Phantom Thread. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I like both I, post think... and Phantom Thread. There's room enough for all of them. Yeah. I, I think I might not. actually be in agreement <laughs> with uh, with Eric that it's probably my favorite superhero movie of all time. And I really get down to like a movie that I just like as a movie regardless of the fact that it's a superhero movie it stacks up with some of the heavy hitters like i can see what wanting to watch logan like a, like i watched fury road kind of like now let's be honest you're just going with marvel movies because clearly the answer is suicide squad yes i mean that goes without saying that's yeah. always the answer of course uh let's go to original screenplay we have nominated The Big Sick, uh, Get Out, The Lady Bird, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. Um, I'm going to start this one off. Uh, I think that the my prediction and uh, who should win are the same, and that is Get Out. I think Get Out's going to win. It's going to be the one award that they get. Um, and they definitely deserve it. It's it's uh, first, especially for, correct me if I'm wrong. It's his first uh, first time actually writing a feature. No, or, he he co-wrote Keanu. Oh, okay, that's with, right. Keanu. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, well, uh, let's just say first uh, solo uh, feature that he wrote. Um, very impressive, and I feel like um, 
some people are going to be upset that, that you know Lady Bird doesn't win because of the whole thing going on. Uh, but I feel like Get Out definitely deserves it. And considering it won, uh, this is actually this is the harder one uh, to predict because you do have some strong contenders in there. I could easily see a scenario where Three Billboards wins, Lady Bird wins. I could even see the Big Sick winning, even though it's kind of lost a lot of steam over the last however many uh, months. Uh, but I would say Get Out, since it won the um, WGA for original screenplay, I think that that will probably carry over and it'll it'll win. Um, Dan, uh, I actually do not agree. I I think that uh, Three Billboards is probably going to win this one. Um, as far as who should win, I, I love both Get Out and Three Billboards. I think they're both really well written, so I'd be happy with seeing either of them win out of this category. I don't really have a, a solid between the two of who should, because I think they're both great, but I, I kind of feel like Martin McDonough is going to get an Oscar for the screenplay he wrote. I mean, he does already have an Oscar, so... It's just no, like, I know. I'm saying he's going to get another one. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Sean on this and say it's yeah, definitely you, Get Out's category. <laughs> get Out, I think Get Out is clearly going to win, and I think it also deserves it. I would give it to Get Out. Uh, these are five great movies that are all well written, uh, but Get Out is just such an amazing screenplay. Uh, it transcends, you know, being a horror film into, and it's something much more that is connecting with a lot of people. Uh, and uh, it's, it's a movie about win. family. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I definitely don't disagree with any of that at all. Like, like I said, they're both really good, but I had to pick one. I'm going three billboards, but I could easily see Get Out winning just as easily. So, mm-hmm. if we were going just on dialogue, uh, I would definitely stay. Three billboards is the best thing there because obviously Martin McDonough is just like a a wizard with uh with with words. But um, yeah. I mean the, the the significance that Get Out came out in what February or March? And February, had, like the beginning still had, of February, yeah, it still has this much traction. Hey, uh, Silence of the great. Lambs was released in late January, I think, of ninety one or yeah. ninety two. So uh, you know. If, if it's a good enough and also a horror movie, surprisingly, uh, if it's good enough, no man, it's it's an Oscar nominated psychological thriller. <laughs> it's good enough, it, it'll uh, it'll win. People say the same shit about Get Out. They try to not call it a horror movie, well, and it's a Sean thriller. got mad at me because I said that technically Shape of Water is a horror movie, it's not, not like. I don't agree with that. It's definitely not a horror movie. It's a monster movie. So monster, monster movies, and horror are two well, different things. Yeah, but Beauty and the Beast is a monster movie. Yeah, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> well, then Del Toro is wrong, considering he's even wrote an article saying, why are we afraid to call my movie a horror movie? So he's got the wrong He's idea. wrong. <laughs> what, what would he know? Come on. He doesn't know anything about monsters or horror. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the next category. Uh, actually, we have the sound categories, editing and mixing, uh, which are usually interesting. Uh, literally the same nominations for both. So uh, those are Baby Driver, Blade Runner 2049, Dunkirk, Shape of Water, and Star Wars The Last Jedi. Do Does everyone have the same pick for both, or are we... Uh, 
splitting. I'm splitting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, go ahead. I feel like the the academy likes to split these, even though it it should really maybe be um, the same award. Uh, I think uh, mixing. Well, these are kind of pickums because I have no idea which way the academy is going to go. So I'm just going to give you what I would give maybe as like if I was a, a voting academy member. I think mixing would go to Star Wars: The Last Jedi, um, mostly due to Laura Dern's suicide run <laughs> and how they mixed the sound down to silent. I feel like I'm being I, punked. <laughs> <laughs> and then we need to go complain. <laughs> sound editing is gonna go to uh, Dunkirk, even though it should go to Baby Driver. I don't think Baby Driver is gonna get anything. Damn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to get the same. Because even though you said that like sometimes they like to split up, uh, I don't know. It kind of feels to me like they a lot of times will uh, just go with the same twice. Like I remember that one year that the, the one born movie just won randomly both sound uh, categories for some reason. Um, and I feel like, or like when Fury Road won every single technical category, but the director wasn't good enough to make that. Yeah, movie. but Fury Road got <laughs> like uh, twelve nominations, whereas the, the that one Born movie only got like three, and that won all of them. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say Dunkirk takes both of them. Uh, it's a war movie. They usually tend to give them out to war movies. Uh, as far as uh, who should win. Honestly, it's really a toss-up between Baby Driver, Blade Runner, and Dunkirk. Any of those, I would take. In fact, let's just do a three-way tie. They just give them all the Oscars. Give them all. <laughs> yeah, I actually also have Dunkirk for both. Um, I'd say mixing should really go to Baby Driver because, like, the mixing of the music into that movie is very important and works really well. Uh. Editing, I mean, sound editing is such a weird category because, like, that them like creating the sounds for the stuff. Which, if it's Foley sounds and stuff like that, then I think something like Blade Runner or Star Wars would be more interesting as far as creating stuff that's not real. Because um, it's so weird. Like, people don't understand what this category is. Sound editing is basically like creating sounds, not like editing the sound down. Yeah, they really should just change the titles of these because they they are not what you think they are. Yeah, so I think mixing is more of the editing, yeah, the the the, the sound into the movie, and editing is more the creation of the sound, mm-hmm. which is very confusing. Um, but I'm going with Dunkirk for both as well. So, see, normally I would say like change it to say best foley or something but it's not always foley anymore like no. you can just go into a computer and make a noise if you have the ability to yeah they should really just consolidate these into one maybe introduce like a best stunt work category instead I know, of having that's a, two redundant I, categories. I, I can't believe that we still don't have any recognition for stunts to this can day. you imagine how many oscars tom cruise would have <laughs> yeah Probably about as many broken ankles as he has. There you go. Uh, let's go to the next one we have on the list here, and that is original song. 
Uh, we have the song from Mudbound, the song from Call Me By Your Name, the song from Coco, the song from Marshall. Is that the Thurgood Marshall movie? Yeah, it yeah. is. Huh. And uh, the song from The Greatest Showman. Um, I'm going to say that The Greatest Showman song is going to win because seems like a lot of people like it. Um, as far as who should win, I don't care for any of these, so I pass. Uh, I think this one's a lot easier to pick than that. Uh, it's going to be Remember Me from Coco. Same people that made Let It Go. Um, I don't think it really has competition, honestly. I, I, I can't say any of these are going to win. I don't even think I've seen any of these. I guess it's cool that Super Jan Stevens wrote the one from Call Me By Your Name, but it's not going to win, so... Uh, I think I think Coco, remember me from Coco, is definitely going to win. Uh, I think it it's got uh, it's pretty it's got a lot of heat as far as like Disney musicals go. Uh, though the Greatest Showman could sneak in, but I'm going to go with Coco. And well, also doesn't really matter what wins to me. Exactly, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But I think the Greatest Showman song is done by the La La Land people, and they're still popular. So, uh, and um. Uh, last year, uh, Moana lost. So um, apparently, know. from what I hear or what I was reading, they they picked the song that wasn't most people's favorite song from Greatest Showman or something weird like that. They Are they you picked, sure? Yeah, I don't. I'm pretty sure that from what I was reading, they were saying there's other songs that people would have expected. I don't know any of the songs from the movie, so I. I, I well, you most I some... know about the movie is that the boxes were all over my work. <laughs> you should do some so. research and get back to us. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to original score. We have uh, Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, Shape of Water, Star Wars: The Last Jedi, and three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Uh, Eric, who do we have? Mm. Uh, I think um, Shape of Water is going to win. And uh, as far as who I would give it to, um, I would be fine with Shape of Water. I think um, Phantom Thread also has a really great score and. Johnny Greenwood's kind of owed it for being screwed out of um, There Will Be Blood. But uh, but Shape of Water's going to win, and that's fine with me. Because it is a good score. Yeah, uh, I agree that I think Shape of Water is going to win. Alexander Desplat probably going to get another one. Because uh, he won for Grand Budapest Hotel also. Oh, so you did do uh, your research. Yeah. Um, but I guess, you know, you got Hans Zimmer and Johnny Greenwood both lurking in the background, but, uh, I think honestly, Shape of Water should win, probably deserves to win too, like, uh, my picks, cause I really, I did enjoy the score to that movie quite a bit. Uh, I'm in agreement. I think Shape of Water is going to win. I, I actually think this is kind of a weaker field, uh, this year. Not yeah, in, I keep thinking of scores, and I'm like thinking, man, Black Panther score was awesome. I'm like, oh, yeah, that that that's next year. <laughs> <laughs> or not to bring it up again, but uh, Blade Runner, great score as well. Not on there. Um, as far as who I would give it to, kind of surprising. I actually would give it to The Last Jedi. Um, say what you want about 
the movie itself, but I think it. I think you're the one that doesn't like it. I think me and Eric loved Last Jedi. So yeah, I think, uh... it's a great film. Well, regardless of what you think of the film, <laughs> uh, the score is one of the best Star Wars scores that they've ever had, and it's it's um. I'm sure John Williams has won many, many times. Uh, so uh, it's not like a legacy thing or anything. But no. um, but it, it it was a really great score. It was the only score of these that I kind of remember. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's 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 what I would go for. Um, let's go to animated feature. We have Boss Baby, uh, the Breadwinner, Coco, Ferdinand, and Loving Vincent. Uh, we're all picking Coco, right? Yes. Yeah. So Big match John isn't winning this one. <laughs> uh, I didn't see any of these movies, so I can't pick who should win. Did Did anyone see any of these other than? Uh... I think Eric might be the only one that can give us some info because I haven't seen any of them either. You saw uh, Boss Baby, no. right? <laughs> I haven't seen any of these five. Oh, um, oh, great! My Real girlfriend saw Loving Vincent and said it's very good, but I mean, we all know that has zero chance of winning. Yeah. It's definitely Coco. Generally, it's always like, it's either going to be a Pixar movie, unless there's a movie that's better than that Pixar movie that year, and there's yeah. not. If like, the Pixar movie is the good dinosaur, then they might get passed over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, we have makeup and hairstyling. Uh, our choices are Darkest Hour, Victoria and Abdul, and Wonder. Uh, Darkest Hour probably should win and will win uh, any any differing opinions uh i think darkest hour will win uh, i think the shape of water should win well, well they're not nominated yeah <laughs> what do you mean they're not nominated <laughs> how could they not be nominated in the best makeup category one of the main characters is a makeup effect and it's yeah. not nominated what uh it just this is honestly my least favorite category. They always get it wrong. I mean, because they, they never have anything that uses, like, really awesome effects. Like Unless it's, like, Suicide Squad, which didn't even have good creature effects. No. In. Killer Croc looks so bad in that movie. Yeah. But, yeah, Darkest Tower, I think. Or why don't we go handily. one step further? Put some horror movies in there. Yes, please. Not that, I mean, yeah. nowadays a lot of them use CG, but they, they've never been in there. Well, you know, I think the last one I can remember is when uh, Rick Baker won for the Wolfman. But that's yeah. a few Rick years Baker, ago, though. Yeah, like he 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 goes between horror and like fantasy movies, so it's they they have no problem giving him all the Oscars. Uh, but like, let's say um, I don't know, let's let's just say like a studio like K and B, they do uh, work for some lower level horror movie. It's like they're not going to get nominated. But we need to nominate Judy Dench's hairstylist. Lovely. Maybe they need to separate makeup and hairstyling into two things because I feel like the uh, hairstyling really outweighs the makeup in these categories. And why only three instead of five? Because there's damn sure more than three films that had good makeup and or hairstyling. Yeah. Like Phantom Thread had really good hairstyling because that's probably what half the movie was just like those period hairstyles, but not there. Like, well, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I feel like the hairstyling could even sometimes fall into the costume. Like, I know it's a completely different thing because hairstylists are basically makeup artists, 
but there's kind of like a delineation because not yeah. everyone that does hair does makeup. And it's especially like in the film, makeup is completely different than right. And it's a disservice to the makeup artist to to include like beauty makeup artists with effects makeup artists because that's two different things as well. Right. And so like the prosthetics in the darkest hour versus just Judy Dench's makeup day to day in Victoria and Abdul doesn't make sense to even pit those two against each other. Well, see, what you don't know is Abdul was actually played by a white man. So, uh, no, I'm <laughs> was, it, was it Fisher? Oh, well, then was I it Fisher Stevens. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, when they, when they go hairstyling, like if you wear like a really nice wig, does that get nominated? Did, did Gary Oldman get, uh, nominated for Dracula back, back for hair and makeup? I think that one actually, I want to say that that movie won, but that had real legit effects too. Yeah. Pretty much the whole movie was in camera. Isn't that what? Yeah. 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 All right, uh, let's go to costume design. We have Beauty and the Beast, Darkest Hour, Phantom Thread, Shape of Water, and Victoria and Abdul again. <laughs> um, Phantom Thread. It's going to be Phantom Thread, right? Uh, and they probably should win out of these choices. I can't say there was anything special from any of the other it's ones. It's a fucking Paul Thomas Anderson movie about dresses. It's literally the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm I'm gonna differ from you and say that Shape of Water is gonna win this. Oh, I don't think Phantom Thread's gonna win anything. Oh, and uh, I do think that uh, Shape of Water do ha- has nice costumes in it. Um, well, I mean, technically, the one costume that should be nominated for makeup. Yeah, how does that work? So. <laughs> yeah. But it's a costume, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just think I think Phantom Thread is gonna be one of those like. It obviously should have won, but it's just it's not going to win because the Academy's just going to overlook it. Mm, sometimes mm. the obvious still wins. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. There, there's Eric's outlier pick to put him out of the pack. Considering how many of these have we all had the same answer for? Quite a few so Quite far. Quite a few. So. Yeah. Um, I think Sam Fred's winning. Probably should win. So. All right, let's go to the important ones, the acting categories. Let's start with uh, what might be the hardest one, uh, Best Supporting Actor. We have uh, Willem Dafoe for The Florida Project, Woody Harrelson for Three Billboards, Richard Jenkins to Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer for ev- <laughs> Standing In for Everything, and uh, yeah. Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards. Uh, Dan? I, I think this is a, a, a two-person race, I'm pretty sure. Probably what everyone would think at this point. Yeah, Christopher Plummer and Richard Jenkins. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I honestly think that um, Michael Shannon should have been nominated, not Richard Jenkins. Um, but no. Nah. Listen, Michael Shannon, he's good, but it's it's he's he's Michael Shannon. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, he's he's kind of become like a character. I guess he could because he plays very similar characters all yeah. the time, but I, I thought his character in Shape of Water is probably one of the best uses of him in a and, long time. And Richard Jenkins' character is more relatable. And he's, yeah. You know, he, I mean, he's but, good in it, too. Um, I, 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 I think Sam Rockwell's going to win. He's kind of pulled ahead recently, I feel like. Maybe you got those two, two nominees, though. Yeah. You were just talking about what happened to Deacons. It's split. It's split, but, I mean, I don't think anyone really ever thought Woody Harrelson was going to 
win anyway, so I, I don't didn't. know. I didn't. I didn't um, even expect them to get nominated. Exactly, yeah. I figured it could have been something else. Um, it's really a shame that Florida Project isn't nominated more this year. Like, again, they have that 10th best picture slot. Could have just gave it some recognition there. But, um, I don't know, like, I think Sam Rockwell's character might be one of my favorite characters of the last year, too. So, I think he will win and probably should win. (laughs) They call it people of color torturing business. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But Will Uh, Dafoe was great in that movie, so... I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, I I think uh, I think this is an easy Sam Rockwell win. Uh, I think he's got a lot of heat behind him, and uh, I mean it's just a great performance. He's always great, and this is a, a really great performance from him in particular because it's he's not able to trade on his innate likability that he usually is able to just kind of wallow in. He isn't able yeah, to just be Sam Rockwell because he's playing. Kind of make you want to hate him, but then you yeah. still end up being endeared by him. Yeah, he's still, you know, he's he he plays shades of gray really well in this film, and uh, it's just a great performance and a great movie. I think he's going to win. Uh, I think he probably deserves it too, though. I I'd be happy with any of these guys except Christopher Plummer winning. So, but Sam Rockwell's going to get it. What do you mean? He did a noble deed. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, more all the power to him. Um, no, all the money. Uh, all the money, all the money in the world to him. But uh, uh, you know, you gotta do a little more to impress me. He basically was just given Kevin Spacey's Oscar nomination. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, I'm also gonna go with Sam Rockwell, even though I feel like there is a very strong chance that Woody Harrelson might take some votes out of him because. Even though Sam Rockwell is one of the more interesting characters in the movie, um, there's a lot of people who have seen the movie who are, who really liked Woody Harrelson, too. And I could see people voting for Woody Harrelson and then them kind of splitting the vote, which, I mean, if I was to pick a secondary choice, it would be Willem Dafoe, because those are like the two main ones. Um, as far as who should win, I think I, I, I really do like Sam Rockwell in Three Billboards, but I think I might give it to Willem Dafoe, not just based off of just his body of work, which alone would deserve an Oscar, um, but just the fact that he is playing against type, and it's just it's a weird thing to think that he's against type by playing a normal person. Yeah, that that's the one thing that does stand out about it because he he does such a good job at playing a normal person. It's kind of jarring because you're used to him not yeah. doing that at all. And he's really the glue that holds that movie together. Well, he's like the only real actor in the movie other than that Caleb Landry Jones who's in everything. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, realistically, it's a, it's more of a leading performance, but, uh, you know, whatever. Stick it in there. Um, I, I would probably give it to him, but I think Sam Rockwell is going to win. So, um, so yeah, let's go to uh, supporting actress. We have uh, Mary J. Blige for Mudbound. Uh, Allison Janney for I, Tanya, Leslie Manville for Phantom Thread, uh, Lori Metcalf for Lady Bird, and Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. Um, I'll start this one off here. I think I think this is pretty much a slam dunk. Allison Janney is going to win. She's 
I think she's won everything up leading up to this point. Um, as far as who should win, honestly, uh, she's the one standout from the five that I and again I didn't see Mudbound, so I'll have to re- re- recuse myself from that. But um, she, I mean, I mean, she's she has the most memorable performance out of all of these. I don't know why they nominated. Daniel Day Lewis's sister from Phantom Thread. It should have been uh, his love interest. I, I didn't get that at all. Um, well, she would be in the best actress category because that's a lead role. And so was Willem Dafoe in the Florida Project. But look where we are. <laughs> um, Laurie Metcalf's good, but they're kind of. I feel like her and Allison Janney are playing similar roles. Except that's a lot of people's criticism is that uh, they're basically no, very mean, similar. Allison very, Janney very is similar. not a great mother. But uh, they're both kind of, you know, they're not your prototypical uh, mother characters. And but I feel like Alice and Janney, uh, for one, is the bigger performance, and number two, it's almost like a legacy thing. Like Laurie Metcalf has has not been around for a while. Like I know that she was on Roseanne back in the day and everything, but like she's just resurfacing now. In in what do you mean? She was in Scream too. Come on, yeah, come on. She's like Billy I said, Loomis's mother. Like I said, she's she's just resurfacing now, um, and Octavia Spencer was fine. And uh, again, the sister, whatever. Um, so I'm just gonna go with Allison Janney for both. I also think Allison Janney is going to win. And out of the the field, I say that she should. I mean, she's probably. One of my favorite parts of that movie, although I will have to say I, I thoroughly enjoyed I, Tanya, pretty much everyone in that movie, I think, does a good job at portraying who they're supposed to be portraying, especially when they show the footage of the real people <laughs> compared to them. But her playing that mom and like the parrot thing, like biting her ear and all like that, that stuff's great. But then, although I will still say that Margot Robbie looks nothing like Tanya Harding, but that's fine. No, that's true, but she does perform well she's no yeah. she's really good it's just she just doesn't look anything like her <laughs> but that's fine. They, they needed they needed someone pretty well she was also the producer i think she had a, a a big stake in actually getting it made yeah um i i i can't really say that i think anyone else should win this one so i, I think it's as sean said pretty much done deal for Janie to win at this point yeah I uh, I think Janie's going to win. I think everyone kind of just knows she's going to win at this point. Um, and she's really great in the movie. I would uh, actually probably give it to Laurie Metcalf, who I think is better and playing a, a more well-rounded character, even though there may be some parallels. And I'm going to... She's actually her. not a terrible person. Right. She's no, just no. She's normal. She's a human. Yeah. Uh, and I think she's really great in that movie. But I'm going to disagree with you, Sean. I think Leslie Manville in Phantom Thread is really quite uh, incredible. And she really... Why? Because of that uh, one scene? I Every scene. I think she really um, is a great screen partner for Daniel Day-Lewis and really uh, can go toe-to-toe with him. Yeah. And I think it's a... a really I really like the scene when... Uh... She's like forced to not come back into the bedroom after she, you know the poisoning happens the first time to that power shift where mm-hmm. she's normally in control. Look, I'm not saying it was a bad chick. performance or even not a great performance, but 
if we're if we're splitting hairs here and we're like which actress which performance should we nominate she's not the one that i would pick to, that was standing out yeah well so yeah the reason for me with laurie metcalf I, I don't think i give the labor is i saw lady bird and then i forgot that i saw it <laughs> i was like oh yeah i saw that movie like it didn't stick with me at all i don't know if it's just when i saw it or what it was good. I didn't dislike anything about the movie, but nothing like stuck with me. Like, but right now, I definitely think back of how how fun Alice and Janney was in uh, I Tanya. So, I think she has the flashier role too. So it's very flashy, yeah. and I I think she's really captivated everyone with it. Yeah, and also they've they've done a really good campaign behind her too. Uh, to try to get and and it seems to be working. She, I think, um, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, Neon but I think she's won put a lot of money into that. So yeah, couldn't get a best picture nomination for some reason, but oh well. Um, let's go to uh, best actress. Uh, we have uh, Sally Hawkins for The Shape of Water, Frances McDormand, Three Billboards, Margot Robbie, I Tanya, the 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 one from Lady Bird. <laughs> And, and Cersei uh, Ronan. Yeah, I, Cersei. Cersei. See, you guys don't even know how to pronounce it. Well, uh, is it Cersei or Cersei? It's Cersei. So it's sure. Okay. I, I I know I know it's not Cersei like people try to say that. I know it's yeah. like close to Cersei or Cersei. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna that, start but... calling her Ronan the Accuser. Yeah. No. Or... Someone. Uh, there's someone on Birth Movies Death's uh, comments that is Cersei Ronan <laughs> the Accuser. <laughs> Yeah. Someone actually has that as a name already. Uh, and Meryl Streep for The Post. Obligatory uh, Meryl Streep nomination. Yeah. Uh, Eric, what do you have? Uh, I think um, I think this is Frances McDormand's category. She's just been tearing it up. Uh, and, uh, I mean, I think she deserves it. She she That whole movie rests on her shoulders, and she's so good in it i mean she's one of her best actors anyway and this is i think one of her best roles um so i think she's going to win it and i think she deserves it do you think it's a it's a better role than fargo uh i i yeah i do or you know i haven't seen fargo in a long time i think it also just has to to do with when fargo came out who she was then versus like how like the time difference between them because they're both really great performances but i feel like this movie like includes everything that we know about Frances mcdormand and what kind of character she normally plays i'm not convinced that she's playing a character <laughs> yeah uh, the the pope scene or not the pope the the the, the priest scene where she just comes yeah. home drunk and tells the priest to fuck off basically like yeah i can see her doing that but, well you know yeah. and Seeing her natural intensity now, like this year, and how fired up she is, and how close that is to her character in Three Billboards, it kind of makes her some of her past performances even more interesting. Like, um, like uh, Burn After Reading or Fargo, where she's on such a different level, you know, and like so warm and and weird. Mm-hmm. It really uh, it highlights how incredible a performer she is. Or even go back to the very beginning, uh, Blood Simple. Like, you would never guess that that's a, the same person, right? Yeah. No, I, uh, I, I think this one's Trans McDormand's to win. Also, I mean, 
did she win something when when she did the Olive Kittredge TV miniseries? Oh, uh, you're back? asking the wrong I'm person. I'm not sure. No, because I know that she was really good on that. Like I didn't watch it, but I uh, I've seen parts of it, and that was probably one of the best like TV performances. But uh, it's weird because normally we're used to McDormand having the best roles because of the Cohen movies, but this is not a Cohen movie, and it might be better than any of her performances from any, any of the Cohen films. So, uh, I think it's hers to win, though. She should win. I don't think... Uh, I mean, I guess you could make an argument for Sally Hawkins. She does a really good job, but I don't see her winning. So, uh, I'm also going to pick Frances McDormand. Uh, however, uh, I... Th- think i would give it to sally hawkins if it was up up to me um francis mcdormand is really great in the movie uh she definitely has the loudest performance of all the nominees mm-hmm. um but sally hawkins is like is literally the opposite she is uh <laughs> she's 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 mute and Subtlety. she's yeah she's uh she's doing sign language throughout the whole movie which you would say oh you know she's not really acting she's just doing sign language but no she is emoting oh, she's well, no sean's me like well she has a disability so she wins <laughs> oh see yeah, that's true uh <laughs> she also has a great song and dance number in addition to all the subtle that's acting true. she does yeah that's true um, but you know, she, I mean, you want to say how, you know, Frances McDormand is the linchpin of the movie. Well, she's Sally Hawkins, the linchpin of shape of water. If, she, if you, you could arguably say if you cast someone else in that movie, it might not be the same. Um, and, uh, it's, you know, it's a, it's a very impressive performance. Um, I'm very curious if she's fluent in sign language or had to learn it for the movie. I don't know. Uh, but you know, she, she was nominated back for Blue Jasmine before, right? Yeah, I think for in supporting role. Um, yeah, but I, I, I would give it, to, I would give it to her. But I definitely think Frances McDormand is probably is more than likely a lock uh, to win. Um, I would love if Sally Hawkins won. I think she is really incredible in the movie. Yeah, um, that would be great. I mean, really, all of these are good. Even. Mm-hmm. How how great would it be for a a woman character to win in her first scene in a movie is masturbation? (laughs) (laughs) Um, As much flack as I give the post, Meryl Streep is good in it, even though she's just playing um, head in the clouds the whole movie. But that's fine. That's what the character is. Uh, And, you know, like I said, all all these performances are good. You know, Margot Robbie deserves it, too. So... um, no, you said loud, loud, the loud performance is like, oh, Margot Robbie's kind of loud. Not, no, me. not as loud <laughs> not... as Frances McDormand. <laughs> no way. Uh, let's go Who to has the... the more f bombs though? The more f bombs? Uh, it could. It might be. be close. It might be. Yeah, it's probably close. Uh, see, that's what it makes me wonder because Frances McDormand, even though she's the main character, like there's, it does do a good job with um, screen time dividing up between all the characters. So. Oh, I don't know. That that might be a good thing to figure out. Um, they go go back with a fuck counter. <laughs> uh, let's go to best actor. We have uh, let's see, Timothy Chalamet. Sh- Chalamet probably because yeah, probably Chalamet. For Chalamet for "Call Me by Your Name." Uh, Daniel DeLewis. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> what? For Phantom Thread. Uh, I have learned how to pronounce Daniel Kalua 
for Get Out. Uh, nope, that's how you Kaluuya. say it. I know that's how you say it. Kaluuya. Kaluuya. Like the alcohol? Yeah, you put it in your car. Co- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour and Denzel for some piece of shit movie. Um, I think this is... I- I'd be surprised if any of us didn't pick Gary Oldman to win. Uh, I'm picking Gary Oldman. I'm sure. Every, is, is everyone else picking Gary Oldman? I am not. Oh, oh, shit. Uh, I think that this. I think uh, this is going to be a surprise upset. I'm going to give it to Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out, uh, which I th- think is also the best performance of the year. That and would I be think, awesome. Yeah, because he's uh, from Skins, and he's another one of my. Skins <laughs> you OG. love your Skins actors. Yeah. Um. I I have some reasoning behind this. I think Get Out is going to do better than we were expecting. Uh, Oscar the for voting just started. I think on I think yesterday, and I think um, everyone's had a chance to get upset about who's been winning other awards already. And uh, Get Out has been pu- out here in L.A. Out, get Out has just been pushed nonstop. You know, mm. for your consideration, uh, posters and billboards everywhere. It's really hot. Black Panther just came out, and it's kind of reminding people about Get Out. They just re-released Get Out again. Yeah. Um, uh, Universal's just pushing Get Out, Get Out, Get Out, and I think um, I think it's going to kind of have a, a surge. Yeah, but are those a- people the ones who are voting for the Oscars? Yeah, I think I think they're included in that, and I think. Um, I think people are, uh, I think now people are like, well, was this really Gary Oldman's best performance? Are we going to give him this? Or are we going to do something a little different? And Listen, I think you're not going to find, be... you're not going to find anyone who says that Al Pacino's best performance is son of a woman, but he still won. Yeah. Same thing with Scorsese and uh, The Departed. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know that that's what, or or even let's go more recent with uh, Leo DiCaprio for The Revenant. You know, yeah, it, yeah, and those are great arguments. I can't argue against what you're saying. Uh, I and this is uh, you know a bit of a uh, just a risk on my part because if I'm right, then this is a point that you guys don't have that I do. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm going with Get Out on this one, uh, and I I I think he should win. Like I said, he is my favorite performance of the year. Yeah, I I'm I'm going with Gary Oldman officially, but I actually do agree that I, I think Daniel Kaluuya should win because that role is just awesome. Like it's original and it's a horror movie role, like a lead in a horror movie, and usually the leads in a horror movie aren't really that important to be great performances either. So it's kind of like a lot of things that make that role so special. And it's a very subtle performance, you know, for, you know, three quarters of it, it's just all in his eyes and the subtle ways he says things and deflects all the the racism and, yeah. and weirdness that's pointed it, at him. And then he gets to be, he gets, you know, this righteous fury in the last part of the movie. And it's, it's just so well done and so satisfying to watch. And it's so funny because the character he played from Skins is the furthest possible removed from like the kind of normal like even keeled character he played in get out because he's like one of those very loud uh using like jamaican kind of slang 
uh, fake gangster kids. He's a great, great fucking actor. And I just love watching him in anything. Actually, he can even, he can freestyle rap too. Believe it or not, that's something that he did on that show. So he knows how to rap if they ever need that in a movie. He's he's an interesting performer. He's really good in Black Panther too. So yeah. Well, last time I checked, I think it was like what seventy five percent of the Academy voters are old white men. And what do old yeah. white men love? They love period pieces and more specifically war movies. So yeah. uh, I think Gary Oldman will definitely win. It's also like I said, it's a legacy thing. Yeah, um, I mean, he's only ever been nominated before for Tinker Taylor, yeah. right? So, which is criminal if you think about it the fact he's only been nominated once before this um and normally i'm not the kind of person who uh who is in in favor of legacy oscars i think you should just get it whenever you give the best performance or the best uh work um but i also said back in the day that it's criminal that gary oldman doesn't have an oscar and uh when i believe it was when leo won um my my first reaction was okay great now let's get gary oldman one yeah uh and this seems to be like that opportunity um and quite frankly it is a weaker field um even with daniel day lewis in there it is a bit weaker um so i think that gary oldman uh will win and i would give it to him too um even as good as daniel kalua is even daniel day lewis is really good too uh, the kid from Call Me By Your Name was pretty good. Denzel's Denzel. Uh, if, if Daniel Day-Lewis won, then he would have like more than anyone ever, and no. probably would, right? Like, no. Well, are that you... would be what four best actor? Yeah, Oscars. I mean, yeah, all of his are leading actors. So that I, I mean, it depends on how you want to clarify it because Jack Nicholson has three. One of them supporting. Um. There's another person who has three too, and I can't remember who it is. And but I I believe it's um uh bu- 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 why am I blanking? Um, fuck, what's her name? Uh, she has five. Uh, is acting. it Catherine Hepburn? Yeah, Catherine Hepburn. She has yeah. uh five total. Okay. So. Because of course you know this is the last Daniel Day Lewis movie for now. I don't I don't believe that, but then. You know, that's another thing that I was thinking about is what if he splits votes with Gary Oldman? That's how my, you know, that's how Chris from Get Out is going to slide in there as the best actor. Also, uh, as far as maybe not so much Get Out, but as far as all the other movies go, The Darkest Hour has actually been very successful uh, through the box office. It's actually made like over $100 million worldwide, which is kind of crazy considering how not accessible the movie is i shouldn't say yeah, that it, it's so it's so inaccessible that i didn't even feel compelled to use my movie pass to see it still so yeah i haven't seen it either <laughs> but uh it's actually it's it's actually done really well i think it's out of the best picture nominees if you take out dunkirk i think it's the the, the most uh the highest grossing movie of all of them uh actually no get out's also high grossing so maybe it's number three of the nine but which is surprising because it's it's a period piece about winston churchill why why would you think that would make money um but so i think that a lot of people have seen it and apparently people like it so uh those old white guys they're gonna they're gonna get on their horse and they're gonna ride with gary oldman they are a powerful contingent that's for sure yeah 
Um, let's go to uh, Best Director. We have Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk, Jordan Peele for Get Out, Greta Gerwig, Lady Bird, Paul Thomas Anderson, Phantom Thread, and Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. Dan. Mm, all right, so I pretty... I feel pretty confident in saying that I think Del Toro's winning uh, would not be an undeserved win. Um, he's been solid for a while. I mean, other than I honestly, I don't really care for Pacific Rim, but I don't really consider that like a, a full Del Toro movie. Maybe that's just me. Um, but if I was going to say who should win, I would love to see Jordan Peele win because it's a horror movie. They don't get recognition first time directing he nailed it out of the park and like, i think that's exactly why he won't win plus he yeah. is uh he he at least from my predictions would be getting the screenplay so it's kind of like here's your award yeah you know they'll, they'll give him something but yeah i, I think this del toro's uh, pretty succinctly at this point yeah, yeah uh um i think that guillermo is going to win um which is funny because I remember uh, we had this conversation a few months ago after I saw The Shape of Water. I went, you know what? I think this is going to be the one. I think this is, uh, looking at the field, uh, I think this is going to be the one that Guillermo finally wins. And it seems like it's going that way. It's not undeserved because honestly, like, I go back where Pan's Labyrinth is great, but this might be his best directed film. It's definitely his best movie since Pan's Labyrinth. It, it, yeah. It's hard to say yeah. which one's better. Um, I haven't even gone back to watch Pan's Labyrinth to really make a decision on the two, uh, but it's 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 a it's an achievement definitely. Uh, as far as who should win, I would also give it to Guillermo. However, um, I will say I I do appreciate what Christopher Nolan did with Dunkirk. Uh, just technolo- technologically, I think it's a it's it's close to a masterpiece in that regard. Um, and there's, I've heard some rumblings, and I, this could this could be just bullshit, but I heard some rumblings that apparently Christopher Nolan is a sm- slight underdog to possibly win. I don't know this for a fact, but if it seems like if Guillermo's not the guy, it might end up going to Nolan. I don't know, but that's that's just what I heard. I mean, I feel like that's probably more likely than seeing someone like Peele win. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I would say he's the second most likely to win. I think Greta Gerwig has no chance. I think Jordan Peele will get his Oscar from a different category, and PTA is uh, kind of just. I, in I think there. that they're never gonna give PTA directing award, so might as well. Just well, his his. His problem He'll just be was, another Scorsese. He'll get yeah. it. Yeah, you know, seventy years old. His issue was is that he his his time to win was the same year as No Country. Yep. So yeah. it kind you know you know how that goes. Uh, but yeah, uh, Eric. I'm I'm gonna go with Guillermo del Toro as well. Um, I I think I mean he's just the front runner. Uh, he's been winning everything. Shape of Water. I mean, you know, it's a it's a little bit of a lifetime achievement award. Uh, I and then, but it's also just a a great movie that he you know, and it's one of his best, if not his best. Um, I think he he wins it. I as far as who I would want to win it, I mean, probably Guillermo because he is one of my very favorite directors. He's like top five, might even be top three for me. Uh, but I would be fine with any of these uh, five people winning. I think these are all, you know, really amazing movies. They're some of my favorite movies from 
last year, and I think uh, each one of them did a great job. Uh, um, I, Jordan I Peele would be the most satisfying. McDonough's not nominated, though. Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know who I would pull out of that list. To put I, him in I there, know who I would pull out of that list. It'd probably be Greta Gerwig, knowing you. You said it, not me. <laughs> I, you know, I get that, and I I love Martin McDonough. I'm a huge, huge fan. Uh, but uh, I think Greta Gerwig did a really amazing job with Lady Bird. I think Lady Bird feels so specific and so lived in and so thought out that it it would be um, a bit of a crime to overlook her as mm. um, as a great director, or at least for this film. I think it was See, a real directorial achievement. Everything you just said makes me think of Get Out. Like that, that's <laughs> what I would describe Get Out as. Whereas Lady, and I'm, I think Jordan Peele well, deserves it just as much. Sean, Sean only believes in one minority getting recognized, not two. Yeah, we can't have too many. Uh, <laughs> Women aren't minorities, though. <laughs> well, according to Hollywood, they are. Uh, uh, yeah, within the Oscar uh, voting board, they yeah. are. My thing with Lady Bird is like, it feels like a first time directing. Uh, per, um, not performance. A first time directing job. Like, uh, you, you mean can, it feels like Molly's game? Mm, no, that's that's <laughs> a, that's a whole other thing. Uh, I liked Molly's game, by the way. I know, I know. I didn't hate it either. Sean fucking could not. I, don't, I still don't movie. get why you have such a a hate boner for that movie. A hate boner? I've never heard that term before. <laughs> a hate on. A hate on. <laughs> um. What the fuck was I? Oh, uh, it it just it feels like a first time filmmaker's movie. Uh, I, I'm I'm okay with nominating for screenplay. That makes sense to me. Uh, I, but I think Martin McDonough should be in there somewhere. All right, so we're down to the the big one. Best picture. We have uh, Call Me by Your Name, Darkest Hour. Dunkirk, uh, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, and The Shape of Water. And no 10th category because fuck everybody. Oh, I'm sorry. And three billboards. How did I miss that one? How Have they have they never used the 10 slots since in stating never. it? Never. I'm trying to... Never. Okay. So what they, what they actually... Actually, let me clarify. The current rule is you can go up to 10... But since then, they've had only nine every year. Before that, the previous rule was you do every year 10. And that was from, I think, like 2008 to about 2011-ish. So then you had 10. But that was part of the rule. It's like you have to nominate 10. Yeah. Uh, Now it's just subjective. You can just do as many as you want. But it's always nine for some reason. Just make it nine. Just say it's nine. Yeah, because when you leave it having a, a tenth spot open, it's kind of just like, well, all the other movies that are really good don't deserve recognition at all, so we're not going to put them on there just to give them recognition. Like, I, I wanna, I wanna know so bad what that tenth movie was when in the voting, you know? Yeah. It, it must have just, it must always be something they don't want nominated for best picture. Mm, well, I'm going through and looking at some of the nominees. I'm trying to figure out. Maybe it was like an Itanya or uh, could have been, uh, or maybe even Blade Runner or something. Oh, uh, let's not throw around that idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean Florida Project. I think could, yeah, could have, could have been. 
Although Dude. the fact that Florida Project only got the one nomination makes me think maybe not. Yeah. But I don't know. All right, boys. Uh, this is actually a tough one. Uh, uh, Dan, why don't you? Uh... All right. So I think this is a honestly a two movie race. Um, and for a while, I thought three billboards had a pretty good chance. But to me, it seems like at this point, the shape of water is pulled ahead by a significant margin. So I think we're going to see shape of water win best picture. Um, as for what should win, uh, I mean, again, it would be amazing to see something like get out win. It's not going to, um, yeah. Moonlight won last year. <laughs> um, Hey, we're all thinking it. I mean, <laughs> three billboards is my favorite movie from last year. So obviously I would love to see that win. Um, but Shape of Water is great too. I love that movie, and I think uh, Del Toro is gonna gonna be walking away with some uh, some, hard some good achievements this year. Yeah. So, uh, you know what? That's funny. I actually agree with you um, for the most part, but for a different reason. Um, I'm also going the Shape of Water to win Best Picture. I think that the the favorite is Three Billboards, but um, this stupid Academy voting for Best Picture it, it drives me insane. Because it's not about which is really the best picture. It's about which secondary pick can get the most extra votes. Uh, And it's been that way for, I don't know, the last six or seven years. And it's it's so dumb. Uh, The only uh, good thing is that it, 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 it has helped a couple of the smaller movies get more recognition as opposed to, like, for example, Moonlight, where... Um, La La Land was the you clear mean La favorite. La Land? <laughs> well, we're not sure. Uh, <laughs> La La Land was the clear favorite, and it had all it had the the votes from all. It even won. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> temporarily, <laughs> uh, I guarantee you, La, and they don't release the numbers, so we don't know. But I guarantee you, La La Land was the number one choice. But because of the voting system, and we've been over this before, how it works, uh, I guarantee you that's. That's what happened with Moonlight. It, it and it's happened many times. Like Spotlight, who who gives a f- who gave a fuck about that movie? But just because it was kind of in the middle of the pack, it got the, the extra votes that were tallied on because of the the voting system. It ended up winning, uh, and I feel like that's what's going to happen here. Three Billboards is the clear favorite um, because it's won most of the awards. However, uh, because of the voting system, that number two or possibly it could even be number three. Uh, Shape of Water is going to get those extra tallied on to sur- surpass everything else and win Best Picture. Uh, the only other option that I could see possibly getting in there is maybe a Lady Bird or even a Get Out. But uh, I, I think Shape of Water is going to win. Also, uh, again, there's the 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 fact of Best Director, Best Picture has only been different twice. Well, that's so, not true. Uh, I think I think it's only been two times. I think uh, it was Argo and something else. Well, first of all, Ben wasn't nominated. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, but also he wasn't nominated, uh, but and Mark McDonough's not nominated either. But look at last year. Uh, you know, Barry Jenkins didn't win. Uh, that was Damien Chazelle. Because that was at three. Yeah. Uh, the year before that. Um, has it been recently that they started doing it more? Because I've been looking at it all. Whoever directed yeah, Spotlight, I, I don't like, even think was nominated. I feel like it's different a lot, a lot of the time. 
at least no. within the last recent, you know, last I, few years. Yeah. From I mean, as long as I've been following uh, the the Oscars, it feels like Best Director doesn't necessarily match up with Best Picture a lot. It seems like it's pretty common that they don't. They're not the same. Um, but to me, the, the 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 biggest outliner is The Shape of Water did win the Producers Guild, and I believe the Producers Guild uses the same uh, voting format as the Oscars, so there go Shape of Water. And also, I would, if I was the one choosing who would win, it would be the Shape of Water, simply because it is, of all these movies, the highest on my top ten list, so I'd be hypocritical if I chose something else. So I will choose that for both. Uh, I'm going to say Get Out's going to win, like, for all the reasons I said. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for all the reasons I said for best actor, plus I think uh, I do agree that uh, three billboards would seem to be the uh, the front runner. I think Shape of Water is right there. I think they could maybe split some votes. Um, I think I really think Get Out is going to win. It's also you know uh, just a different pick for me. Hey man, if Eric wins from all these Get Out picks, I wouldn't be mad. So yeah, and. Um, yeah, just something something about everything I'm hearing, and uh, just the I, the way I think it's going to go. I think it's going to be surprise. They're working you into a shoot, brother. Yeah, they are, and it's it, get out is just going to um, it's going to win. As for what I want to win, honestly, it could be any of or a lot of these. I like them all. I I think get out would be probably the the most amazing thing, like the the best. The most satisfying win, just because, you know, it's it's a four million dollar horror movie, winning Best Picture. That would be incredible. Blumhouse. Shape of Water. Yeah, a Blumhouse movie winning. It's only the second Blumhouse Best Picture nominee, yeah, which is crazy. That's a, a that's even a thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think Shape of Water would be a great win. Three Billboards was what I selected as my favorite movie last year, so I would love for that to win. Phantom Thread was great. Lady Bird was great. Get at, uh, Dunkirk, rather, was um, excellent. And I think that even has a shot at winning. Um, and you haven't seen Darkest Hour or Call Me By Your Name, correct? That's correct. I haven't seen either of those. So they're your 10th and 9th favorite movie of the year? <laughs> According to Oscars. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, but uh, I even like The Post. I like The Post a lot. And... Uh, that would be a, a, a fine win for me, but uh, it's going to be get out. And um, that would probably be what I would want to win the most as well. Hmm. All right. Well, that brings us to the end uh, of the predictions. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, the prediction of uh, how, how, how over they're going to go on their time this year. I don't think they're going to be too bad. I think the real question is how many times are they going to reference the ending of last year? Oh, like joke about it? Oh, Anything yeah. about it. They're already uh, running ads uh, with Jimmy Kimmel and Warren Beatty uh, <laughs> where he's like uh, has PTSD from the ending of the last year's Oscars. It's going to be all over the show. I, I, I mean, I haven't seen these ads probably because I don't watch network TV. It's probably well, during sports that you're seeing, right? Eh, it's at work, but oh, okay. uh, the uh, 
if you want to just be completely hammered by the end of the show, just make a drinking game and ha- t- take shots every time that they make a reference to last year. With but the, see, when they're making that reference, are they avoiding using uh, Price Waterhouse, whatever the hell the name is? When because no, like I feel like they or are they actually naming that? Because I feel like since they still have the same relationship with them, it's like it was their fault. Like, no, I think that they're just, they're gonna. I mean, it seemed like Jimmy Kimmel is is all for making fun of them. I don't I don't see any reason why they couldn't. Like everyone knows that they fucked up. It's not like it's a secret. They're gonna have four people on stage this year. Yeah, two for every yeah. side. That's what they're doing. Really? Yeah, I'm not even joking. That's what they're doing. <laughs> they got four briefcases now. I know. I mean, that's something like if we could have known that that could have even been a possibility, it would have been funny to like talk about that in a prediction show. Cause that's something like you would have never expected to happen. That's like, yeah, out of everything that happened for an Oscar show, it's like the last award of the night too. Like, man, the biggest one. Yeah. It's so horrible. And I just read a, an interview with, um, Barry Jenkins and he talked about how that kind of just ruined the whole night for him. I, and it's yeah. like, well, <laughs> How could it not? I mean, that's just like, what a horrible way to get the best achievement in film. Yeah. Like somebody else being like, oh, no, we didn't win. Yeah. Also ran. They won. (laughs) But it should be interesting. Um, I think from my predictions, the way that I laid it out, I have Shape of Water winning like four or five different things. Um... So. What do I have? I have, uh, oh, this is great radio. Um, two, three, four. four. I have, I have Shape of Water winning four awards. So. Yeah, so do I. I have them winning five. Hmm. I think that they're, they're definitely, they have a chance of, of winning the most. Uh, obviously they're nominated for the most, so duh. But, um, but yeah. I you know I really thought that uh, uh, Blade Runner might end up being like the Fury Road of this year where they just win all the the technical <laughs> categories, but the nope. more I think about it, it doesn't I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, well. As much as you love Blade Runner twenty forty nine, it's not Fury Road, Sean. This is true. You're right. It's, it's not better. Fury Road. Oh no 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's not think, get crazy now. Yeah, yeah, we probably should end the show. Hey, you want to get nuts? Before someone, uh, <laughs> so, something, something bad happens at this point. So, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, look forward to seeing who wins this year. Um, Won't be decent. Eric could, Eric could end up winning uh, this with his uh, with my get out picks of get out gambit. Um, otherwise, you know, me and Sean have pretty close picks to fight over there. I think I only have one or two deferring. So. We actually did a pretty good job of spreading out who, who could win. So since we actually kept track of it this year, no one can tell me it was phony ballot bullshit. Well, so, depending uh, on the results, these might get burned too. Who knows? <laughs> okay, Mr. Official over there. I mean, anything can uh, happen. Well, closing out, um, we going to do plugs? Are we avoiding plugs? Sure. Uh, I'm not supposed to say that word, but... Yeah, I, I can plug something. Uh, okay. At the underscore Brack show, follow me on Twitter. And also... Uh, I guess technically this will come. When am I releasing this? Uh, <laughs> I'll put, uh, That'd be I'll, good to know. Yeah, I'll put this out. I guess during the week. So in that case, uh, 
check out uh, our, the next tournament that we're we're doing, the uh, second edition of the March Monster Madness tournament. A uh, bunch of movie monsters and kaiju's facing off against each other. Um, so check that out. That's going to be what we're running for the entire month of March. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a thing. Check it out. All right, Eric, plug your Twitter. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm at or, Eric Wacker on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you want to follow me, I don't know why you would, but feel free. Well, if you want to see that you, you got to watch the Penis Pretender perform, they'd be able to know that. Yeah, if you... For all your uh, pro wrestling Instagram And if you want to follow me, you can add uh, F-A-T-A-X-666 on Twitter. Um, but we should probably get away from talking about plugs before I get in trouble, so... He's gonna have a good listen. night. Enjoy the Oscars um, and listen to our tournament because Xenomorph's better win. <laughs>